Hey, it's John Reed. The first day, well, kind of a pre-day, I'm with Jeff Scott, uh, CEO of ASUG America's SAP User Group. We're at the ASUG Annual Conference, otherwise known as Sapphire, Sapphire now. now. I know. What do you think of that? I do like it when you turn it around. Now, yeah, is that... I do call it Snack, so Sapphire Now, ASUG yeah. Annual Conference. And that doesn't yeah. get a lot of people a lot of joy. So. Not a lot of joy, but... No, so they prefer ASUG Annual Conference, yeah. Sapphire Now, or you can reverse it. Well, last time we had a talk, you and I both got into trouble, and you got a little petulant with me about ASUG's visibility versus other user groups and stuff. This was really good, so... Um, I am missing the fern, though. If you recall, sorry last about time the fern. We, we were in Vegas... <laughs> And it yes. felt like a very Zach Galifianakis yes. <laughs> thing between two ferns. Your fern is much lower. Yes, this much is the best less we can impressive. Get. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and you and I are in this yeah. tiny little room, and it's hotter than Hades. It is and he's so hot in here. This is so, all for you guys. This is for you. This is for you. And if I'm breaking out in sweat, <laughs> yeah. it's not the questions you're asking today, John. I don't know. We'll see. It, about it could that. be, but it's just because it's so hot in here. Okay, so there's. Potentially a record number of people attending this year, yeah. something like nineteen thousand three hundred. We're still trying to something like we're still trying to understand why that is, but nothing's really happened yet because this is this is the only day that your busy schedule will permit. Uh, so we <laughs> oh, you yeah, haven't you haven't done your me. you haven't done your keynote yet. We yeah. haven't seen uh, McDermott's keynote. But what are you hoping to accomplish from an ASUG perspective this week? So I think first and foremost, this is a great show this year. So. Um, you know, I believe that attendance is going to be up somewhere in the neighborhood of 8% based on the numbers that we see, and we share those numbers with SAP, and we watch this together, and it's a great partnership. And the show floor has been redone. It looks brilliant. The ASUG area, the ASUG hub has been redone. looks wonderful. It's inviting. It's warm. I think it really sets a tone and a very important tone about what is the future of technology, the future of digital transformation, the future of how we all come together to think about how do we implement this incredibly important technology for our organizations, our ecosystems, our communities. So what am I looking to hear about this week? One is product roadmaps, right? You know, How do we move a great deal of the customers? And we do a lot of education throughout the year, well over 150 to 200 types of different chapter meetings and things like that. And no one is, is saying, I am never, ever, ever moving to S4. I'm not right. hearing that. And that's a year later, right? So you know, last year, there was kind of this curiosity. Yeah. And this year, I'm not hearing sentiment that says no. But right. I am hearing sentiment that says when, how, why, how do I sell that right. to my peers? How do I sell that to my boss? How do I plan for that? So I think there's a lot of questions around that. So I'd like to see some of that become clearer. I think that's going to take a lot of advocacy post-event for people to say, okay, got it, got all the, the, the nuggets from the keynotes. Now how do I take those and bring those through my planning process going into 2017? So I would love to see that. I think a conversation around what does the future of digital transformation hold? How do we think about it? How do we plan for it? How do I make sure that my investments in my core technology today is relevant? So I'm interested right. in talk tracks around that. And I would like to understand, you know, 8% increase. What are people looking at? So we're right. going to do some market research when we're here, you know, understanding, you know, what brought you in? Are you here because these messages are important to you and you're trying to understand better how to plan and strategize your future on the SAP platform? Are you here because maybe you're coming to this event and maybe not going to go to other events this year? What's yep. really happening? And it's a it's a puzzle for me. Right. I'm going to be doing a huge amount of S4 HANA customer interviews, so I'm going to be asking a lot of interesting questions, I think, around business case development, which is what I'm yep. particularly interested in. Um, but one of the big things that you guys announced just in the last few days is 
Uh, and we're going to cover also an interesting acquisition that you've made. So for the viewers, definitely watch this whole video. Um, <laughs> all 35, the, yeah, 35 all, hours of it? All 35 hours. Because you and I are going to sit yeah. here the entire week and just go 24 by 7. So, so you and DSAG um, collaborated on a significant paper, in my opinion, on digital transformation. And yep. um, I've been giving ASUG a hard time since before you even got here about wanting to see you do more work with DSAG. So that also impressed me because... It's really, really tough to agree upon positions like that as groups. Um, I've been there, I've tried to do that, it's really hard. But the other thing is that, correct me if I'm wrong, but my view is that if you guys, as the major SAP user groups, take a position on digital transformation first and foremost, then you can start to take positions on how SAP technology fits into that. Yep. Because without the broader picture of how industry is changing, how can you possibly make sense of whether S4 HANA makes sense or whether cloud portfolio that SAP is offering or business networks as they've been called, I think they've changed that to digital supply networks for the same difference. Same difference. So, so that's my position is you have to start there. And I think, John, that's important because the first thing you'll notice about the digital transformation white paper is we don't specifically talk about SAP technologies. And we talk about, there's a section that talks about S4 and talks about the broader digital roadmap. But yeah. the purpose of this paper that we wrote with DSAG was not to get into a, a, a section by section, you know, teardown of the various SAP technologies. What right. we wanted to do was really talk about the broader digital transformation landscape. Why should you care? Why should you be thinking about it? What does it mean to you as an SAP customer? You know, why why is this important to you? And more importantly, what do you do about it and how do you start to plan your strategies? And I think you're absolutely right. Our intention wasn't to answer all those questions, but right. to take, you know, ten pages or so and start to at least have people think about what are those essential questions that they should be asking and how do they want to engage their peers in their organizations, how do they want to think about all of that? Because what you have to do first is get your organization to agree that digital transformation is real. It is happening. There, is, there are going to be people out there who will disrupt your industry. And once you start to think along those lines, what do you do about it? So an important thing that we did, uh, and we did this in January of this past year at our annual volunteer meeting, and we brought a whole collection of volunteers together, and we gave them an early draft of the paper because we wanted to test, does it resonate? Does this make sense? Do the vol in the volunteers as a, as a collection of early adopters, do they get mm. it? And many of them said, you know what? This is brilliant because I don't think my my leadership and my management even begins to understand right. what this all means. And at least ASUG and DSAG have put it into consumable chunks of information. And I think that's super important. And it's not technical. We did not want to write a technical piece. And Shakib and Bill wrote a brilliant piece in the fall of last year on SAP's view of digital transformation. And it was spot on if you were talking about software and why you should buy SAP. Absolutely great from that perspective. And Shakib right. and I have talked about this. And um, I said, no, let's talk about the broader industry implications, yeah. the broader ecosystem implications. And that's what this was really meant to do. Right. And and how the heck did you and, and DSAG get on the same page with this? I mean, I, I think a lot of good things about DSAG as well, but like to imagine on an issue as sensitive as digital transformation and like, because essentially you're, you're speaking to your own customer base about how you might need to change as well. Yeah. So you have all these different, how did you pull that off? Was there a lot of heated arguments? And um, You know, 
language matters, right? And so the first kind of piece that we had to get kind of set on was how do we want to talk about this? Yeah. The, the the piece itself, if you you kind of want the back the backstory and the backstage, yeah, I want right? The drama, um, yeah. The drama. That's you know, this is like the, our own version of Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, or, exactly. Or The Walking Dead, right? <laughs> that's um, what I was hoping. Actually. You know, so the actual the, the the roots of the paper were collaborated with DSAG from the very early days. So the the impetus of this was we had uh, members of the ASUG board in Heidelberg uh, w for a, a week-long conversation with SAP and Waldorf. So we went into the back room of a pub on a fall afternoon and oh, just started talking about digital transformation through the eyes of five CIOs. Okay. Right? And then watching them have this interaction was incredibly important. And that was really the beginnings. And we okay. have we have pages and pages of notes of their of their beliefs. And to see people from the chemicals industry, the services industry, the fashion industry, you know, start to talk about their view. And it, in many ways they were the same. And in some ways there were some nuances that were radically different. And I thought, well let's make this a real game changer and let's bring DSAG into the mix. And there are some great progressive thinkers inside of DSAG and they said, absolutely, let's talk about it. And actually when we were in Germany, we sat down with some of the DSAG team and said, let's contemplate doing this together because we think, you know, if ASUG does it, it's interesting. If right. DSAG does it on its own, it's interesting. If we do it Both together, do it, yeah. It's incredibly powerful. And so yeah. that was really the beginning of saying what was the important thing for us to do was to do it jointly. And then we yeah. had to work through how do we language this. And, you know, we speak, and you pointed this out so eloquently over the years, we speak with different styles. Right. Right. And so what we had to do was reconcile those styles. Yeah. Um, and I think we did a pretty good job of that. There was some give and take. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And we had some help from the outside. Right. So we had some people that really know brilliantly how to write and, and did yeah, a yeah. nice job of kind of, you know, and, and those independent people were willing to kind of calm various sides down when yeah, there was yeah. a sentence or people two that heated, just didn't yeah. quite, you know, work. Right. Um, and to DSAG's credit, they've been wonderful at this. Um, yeah. And, you know, they have Well, I noticed you ideas. had Otto Schell, Otto Schell involved, who's been uh, someone I've respected for a long time. I, and I think, you know, if you guys get a chance, yeah. Otto will be here tomorrow yeah. or uh, tomorrow night or Wednesday morning. Grab Otto yeah, for this yeah, conversation. Totally. Otto and I have developed a tremendous working relationship and respect for each other as we've navigated through it. And the whole DSAG organization has been behind this all the way. And I think... This, I think, is why we should do more of these. Right. Um, now, and I, th and I think the thing is, is that, you know, Sujin, which is the global user group organization, kind of this um, this organization, and it's it's not a hierarchy. It but, came to prominence during the enterprise support debacle. Right. And, and then sort of faded from view to a large extent. Correct. Right. Yeah. So it's here. Um, but, you know, the two of us connecting was, was difficult enough. I can't imagine what it would take to do something across 26 right. some odd yeah, user yeah. communities. I think we would start it today right. and we would be done sometime in the next decade. Your industry would be fully disrupted yeah, by the be, time. I think you should do yeah. this would be disrupted. With fully automatic cars and all that yeah. stuff. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I would still have five pages written. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and it'd be like just trying to struggle to the sixth. Um, and we saw this in very similar ways, DSAG and us, and I think that's really the, the positive of it. So there is a printed copy of it. It is available yeah. during the show. You can download it from asag.com, dsag.com. I think yep. DSAG has now translated it into German. Cool. So the, you know, the German community can see it as well. Now, I promise you I wouldn't bring up this person. I'm not going to, but uh, just because I don't want to bring an individual into this, but 
there were some there was a critique of some of the themes of digital transformation by someone who's active in the SAP world and one of the critiques was that that yeah this might be a big deal in new industries if I'm forming some new dot com but in my industry this is more incremental I've been dealing with change for a long time and the reason I wanted to ask you about that is I do hear that a fair amount from big SAP customer, people that I know, big right. customer sites, they don't necessarily feel the intensity of so-called disruption that, that, say, I do as a member of the media where every day I'm like <laughs> trying to figure out how our business model is going to last the next year. You know, So what do you say to that criticism? So I think that there are parts of that that are absolutely correct. Um, if you and I were to wind back the clock 30 years and think about the initial customers that adopted SAP in North America, they were disruptors. They were game changers, right? Because that didn't exist. That yeah, yeah. concept of the ERP was brand new back then, right? And so this group has been moving that forward over all these years. And so the tagline for ASUG this year, if you've been walking around the theater and walking around the show floor, is ASUG, our 25th anniversary, 25 years of disruption. Because right. we believe that our community and SAP has been disrupting for 25 years. But I will tell you that I think that the disruption that you and I are talking about is radically different. And why right. is that, right? Obviously, the cloud and the ability to deploy large-scale implementations in a, in a scalable cloud infrastructure is a game changer, right? And all the conversations we have, and I, I don't want to debate cloud versus on-prem. That's not yeah, my yeah, intention because yeah, yeah. different people do things for different reasons. But the fact that you know you can instantly scale something up on an AWS or an Azure or even HANA Enterprise Cloud, right, is, is, is an indicator that you can do things at a speed and velocity that you never have been able to do before. And, you know, Apple talking about that a large chunk of their own iCloud infrastructure is done on other people's web platforms is an interesting conversation, right, and the ability to scale. Well, it's funny because um, people talk about business disrupting business, but I almost think culture is disrupting business. Yeah. Like, because when I first got a cell phone, I don't know if you got the really big ones. And like, yes. I don't know that that was a huge culture change. It just kind of allowed me to talk while I was driving and stuff. But when I see the way kids relate to their smartphones today and how they communicate and interact, I see like a real shift. And then you look at things like unbanked in South Africa, in, in African countries and how banking is changing for people with, and you're like, wow, these are actually profound changes that are happening. Tectonic changes, yeah. right? And so when you were talking about the first cell phone, I got to tell you, I had this image of you. I went to yeah. Hot Tub Time Machine and yeah, that yeah, yeah. scene and he's got the, the, oh big, God, the big first gen cell phone that was me, man. down. That, it is you, that isn't me. it? That it is you. Um, so, you know, um, if you think about a couple of, you know, and I, and I hate to bring these examples up because I think they are overused and tired, but let's, let's play for a moment because they are kind of well-known, right? Let's talk about Airbnb, right? And, you know, I kind of, you know, pause a little bit, but the idea that you've got, you know, a lot of hotel chains that are potentially big ERP customers, right? And right. customers of SAP, right? And along comes Airbnb and you say, well, you know, no one's going to disrupt my business. But just because you run SAP doesn't mean your business is going to be disrupted or your industry isn't going to be disrupted. It will be because I don't think, you know, the Starwoods and the Marriott's and the Hyatt's and dot, dot, dot ever thought that this upstart Airbnb, which could scale on a public cloud infrastructure, that would come along and, and radically change the idea of what asset management is and how right. you 
go and get a hotel room or a, or you know or or a house or whatever you're going to rent, right? That has been completely shifted, right? The, the idea that by 2030 there will be a 3,000 percent increase in in crowdsourcing, right? The idea that the, the the employment models are shifting, right? And we see this happening even within the the SAP ecosystem with a dramatic rise in the number of independent contractors, right. dramatic rise in consultants, and whether you think offshore or onshore, right? That work model is changing. And then take a look at Uber, right? And the idea that, oh, you know, no one ever thought that the taxi cab industry would ever be disrupted. Right. Well, it has been. And it's not, not only has it been disrupted, but people who never even would have thought of accessing those types of services right. are now using a, something like an Uber or a Lyft to do business, right? You know, people using it to take their kids back and forth to school or, yeah. you know, so I mean, this disruption is real. And so what we talk about in the digital transformation white paper is you have to think about how is your industry going to be disrupted? If you say it never will be, congratulations, you are ripe for someone to come around the corner and take mm -hmm. something from you and it may be gone before you wake up and realize that it is. Mm -hmm. So start a thought process now about where will that disruption come from? How might it come? How might some of this technology manifest itself? Because all you need in today's world, John, and you know this, is a couple people with a good idea and a lot of passion. And before you know it, up, up starts something that radically Absolutely. changes it, right? And so I think, I think my criticism or concern, like a lot of what ASUG has done here, my concern would be, and we have yet to hear what SAP says the next couple of days about how S4HANA fits into digital transformation. But I think a lot of the most exciting digital products I've seen in the last year are pretty small in scope and modest and easy to get going and involve things like open source tools and, yeah. and, and easy builds and quick apps and quick wins that build into momentum and, and touching customers quickly. And then you look at S4 and for an established SAP customer, that can be a big technical project for many of them. And and to me, that's not always at the heart of digital is a huge overhaul of your technical architecture, sometimes you need to hit things quickly. So are you running a risk that you might be appearing as sort of essentially becoming an S4 HANA salesperson instead of someone saying, hey, I'm not sure if you need S4, but you need to be thinking about these issues? And I think maybe one of the reasons that we're seeing the uptick in registrations this year is because people are thinking about these issues, right? Right. I think, you know, my thought process, John, has changed a lot. You know, when I first came to the, this job at, at ASUG a couple, now this will be my third Sapphire as the CEO, Sapphire ASUG Annual Conference. I just slipped uh -oh. up there. I did, didn't I? My third ASUG Annual Conference, Sapphire Now. Um, I thought about the ERP as kind of like a utility, right? As, as, right. as electricity, as a, you know, we always assume electricity is on. But now that you watch digital transformation, I don't think that anymore. I think of S4 and the modern ERP as the digital core. And I think it's just as important to understand how your business is operating. I don't subscribe to the belief that the way you do that is to fracture out pieces and parts of this. So I don't buy a model that says I'm going to go implement best of breed everywhere or what I think is best of breed today and create this hodgepodge mess, right? Mm -hmm. I think it has to be a digital core. So what does that mean? We have to shed, right? right. We have to get everything crunched back down again. And by the way, none of these things are new or different. So right. are you really customizing for the right reasons? Are you customizing because it's magic right. sauce and you need that because it's a competitive differentiator for you? If you're doing that, go. 
if you're just doing it because someone's complaining today and it doesn't right. make a whole lot of sense, but you throw your hands up and say, "Fine, I'll do it." This is how we want the this process. This is how we to want work. the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I don't know how to configure that, so I'll I'll do yeah, I'll yeah. write an ABOP customization, whatever. Right. Right. So I think that so do that. Get get your number of instances down. Right. So get down to the manageable few instead of the leisurely many. Right. And I think that shedding process will then get you back to the ability to innovate in a really fast way. And that is the one thing that I can't talk about enough with the, with the ASUG community is you have to be prepared for this new generation of digital disruption. And I think the great joy of all of our customers of SAP is they have years and years and years of intelligence about their customers, about their products, and what works in their markets. Yes, the markets are shifting and the needs of today may not be reflective of yesterday, but take that information and turn it into a huge asset. And if you can't turn it into an asset, get rid of it and get it out of your core because it's just going to bog you down. Right. So you're not necessarily selling us for HANA in all situations then? No, and I, I, what I'm selling is the, I, you know, and this we're going to draw a fine line of distinction. I think that the future digital core has to be fast, has to right. be configurable, has to be able to run at the speed of the data volumes that are coming at it. Yeah. And at the moment, S4 answers those calls. Right. Um, okay. So, yep. but, you know, so what I believe is. The future business, the business that will be successful in this digitally transformed age is one that can connect the dots the fastest, can bring the data in the fastest, look at it, think about what does it mean inside of their industry, what does it mean inside of their economic models, and leverage it, and the digital core has to be reflective of that. Right. So just for our viewers, since we're not going to have time to do this, Jeff and I could have a much longer debate right now about what Gartner calls bimodal IT and whether or not... ERP should be at the core, the digital core. Jeff is essentially saying yes. We could have a much longer debate about whether that really applies in all situations or not, but it's a really good debate to be having, and I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about well, it this week. We have 30 hours to do this, yeah. so we could have this. <laughs> so debate. we're not going to do that. The, but the other thing I wanted to just mention about the paper when you guys pick up this digital transformation paper is that you guys do review five key challenges that companies are going to face along the way. And it's it's neat that you guys each have a response from DSAG, ASUG, combined response yep. to each one of those challenges. So I recommend folks check that out. And I think from a global perspective, John, right, that, you know, we talk about digital transformation. Our global economy, not economy, but our global political system is not digitizing at the same rate of speed. So if you are a global customer or a global producer of something and you are operating in multiple geographies, this is a mind-boggling complex problem for you because North America isn't moving at the same rate as Europe. Europe's not moving at the same rate as Asia. And so, you know, it's easy for me just to sit down with you and kind of have this esoteric conversation about, well, this is all simple. But if I'm a CIO and I've got operations globally, this is very hard. And I've always believed that the reason that you implement a tool like SAP and why SAP is such an amazing software package is because it is here to help businesses that have complex problems solve them, right? Right. So we've had this conversation about simplicity for some time. And I think conceptually, simplicity makes all the sense that we should be constantly driving 
to simpler solutions, but understand that most SAP customers are implementing SAP because they have complex processes, global processes, and they are at a certain size and scale. Well, and notice how SAP is shifting from run simple to run live, so I think they may have gotten your memo on I, that. I, I, hopefully uh, they have, Or at least yes. one of our memos that yes. we sent over the last couple of years. That's why I don't have right. as much hair as I use. So we should wrap soon, but I do want to ask you, why did you buy the Eventful Group? Simple, simple answer. We believe that events are a key enabler. The only way that we communicate is user groups. We have three core pillars. Well, Education. technically, you bought the Valve Group in the U.S., I should say. Correct. Didn't, yeah, yeah. Correct. But that's the yeah. largest piece. So, right. The ASUG, three pillars. Events, networking, influence. How do we do a lot of that? It's through events. Right. And so when we looked at our strategy and looked at our portfolio long term, it became clear to us that we have to be more impactful in events and we have to do them in new and different ways. And we started a conversation with Eventful and we sketched out a future that said, wouldn't it be cool if, and the Eventful team said, that is really cool. Wouldn't it be cool if we also did this? One thing led to another and it made perfect sense. So the, I, the idea here, John, is to create end-to-end communities to have events feed content Content feed chapter meetings, chapter meetings feed SIGs, and have it all return back again. We think that the Mm -hmm. ultimate ability for the community to educate itself and to propel forward is to have incredibly good events and to have a wide wide array of them and to do them incredibly well. And we think the Eventful Group is a huge asset in in that opportunity. And by the way, the Eventful Group also, and now they're called Eventful Conferences here in North America, they do an amazing job at events that aren't necessarily core to SAP. And I love that. Industry events and Industry stuff like that. Industry events, yep, and, yep. and they did uh, last smart week. smart peeps, the event. Great guys. Yep. Um, and they, you know, uh, two of the four partners are now, you know, our employees of eventful conferences. They're still with us. Um, and that is really cool. I'll give you this. You surprised the crap out of me. And I, I will say ASA doesn't surprise me very often. It's That's not the history of the organization. But <laughs> you surprised me on that one. I was like, well, okay. Well, I'm glad I could surprise you yeah. every so often. Yeah, because normally you surprise twist. me. That was a twist. That was a uh, plot twist. I think this is incredibly important. Yeah. And I think it, it under underscores the relevancy. And we are not interested in being yesterday's user community. We're interested in being a user community that is relevant today, tomorrow, and in the future. And the, the future modern digitally transformed user group looks very different than what it looked like a couple years ago. Well, and can I add to that, that I think that the future of user groups, in my view, is much more open and transparent. Um, now, there will obviously be member services and, and and I think you guys have done great work with influence councils with SAP, but we got to get SAP to be more open, Jeff. We got to have more of these conversations publicly because you get people across the pond that care just as much about these issues. Why shouldn't they also be on these webinars? And why shouldn't SAP also be joining in these public conversations? So we got to nudge SAP, I think, a little further on that. I think that. that's very fair. Um, and I, I think that the approach that we take from a North American perspective is to nudge. And not just to call out a problem and walk away, but call it a problem and articulate solutions from a number of different perspectives that say, here's how we would go about doing this. And maybe the answer is a collaboration in between. I I think that one of the great strategic advantages that SAP has that others in this space don't is this tight collaboration and communication with the user community that is willing and able and able to, to extend this education out and help customers solve problems. Right. And what I would ask of SAP and what I ask of SAP every time that we're together is, will you please let us help solve these issues? And don't yeah. just think that you're the only people that can, because I think that this ability to come at a problem from multiple different angles 
is a differentiator. All right. Well, we're going to hold you to that, and Diginomica is going to try to do our job to make us stink as well, so you can hold us to that part. I always do. I always <laughs> do, John. Uh, we do need to wrap, but I'm going to give you 15 to 30 seconds. I know you wanted to shout out your community advocates, so please just parting shot on them. So again, you know, the historic view of ASUG was, hey, you know, companies come together, tell us what you want to talk about, get get a you know get kind yeah. of a force going, and we'll create a community, a community. And my thought was that that, that takes a lot of time, yeah. and by the time you get there, the problem is already probably reached its peak and come down the other side. So right. what ASUG is doing now is we are deploying resources to help jumpstart communities that need a push yep. that wouldn't do it by themselves. And give us a quick list of the examples. So you've of- got HR. Yep. You've got S4 HANA yep. and the whole HANA platform. Yep. You've got the whole industry segment. So you've got Sherry Ann Meyer covering yep. HR. You've got Kevin Riley covering HANA. You've got Paul okay. Kachina covering a whole wide array of IoT and digital transformation okay. and Chris Crone leading it. Okay. Well, we got at least one of them in the chair this week, so we'll pick it up there. You should Thanks have all a lot. four of them. <laughs>